All right, guys. Hello and welcome back to the seventh episode of the Canadian Bowler Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Lucas Caldwell, and I'm here today with my good buddy, Daryl. Hi, Luke. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, Daryl. How are you today? I'm good. Uh, tired, and I'm sure yeah. you're tired too. It's uh, those sleep routines and everything that I talked about before. Yeah, I'm a little tired today. I mean, man. I've been awake for what now? Ten minutes, so... <laughs> Yeah, a little tired, to say the least. But we'll be all right. We'll power through. That's right. We're tough, tough Canadian boys. We'll be all right. Well, today we got a, a very special guest, in my opinion. Uh, somebody I've had the pleasure of being teammates with and uh, being able to spend some time with. Someone who's been a staple in the Canadian national team program for a little while now. And that's uh, Jackie Foster. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. How are you today? Hi, guys. Good. How are you doing? Oh, not so bad, not so bad. <laughs> uh, it's good to see you, Jackie. Um, why don't you, for those that might not know you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your journey in Bulls thus far. Well, um, born and raised in Nova Scotia and introduced to Bulls at a, quite a young age, um, Right now, there are six clubs in the province of Nova Scotia. Four are in the Halifax area. And my hometown is about an hour and 45 minutes outside of Halifax, a community called Bridgetown. And that is where I was first introduced to the game. We have a club there. Um, last summer, we celebrated 100 years of bowls in our community. That's awesome. And, and like many bowlers across uh, the country, there's a family connection. Um, my grandfather was an avid bowler and he tried for years to get my mom involved. And finally, one day she tried it and she's probably never taken the bowl out of her hand. <laughs> so my sister and I had tried as kids there at that time, there wasn't um, an organized junior program, but we played at the club with some other youngsters and then like many life happened and we got working and we went our separate ways and back in 2005 it all just kind of came back together again my mom's longtime pairs partner they had won a gold medal and she said that's it I'm hanging up my my shoes and my sister and I just happened to get back into bowls the following season and I moved back to Nova Scotia I've been working in New Brunswick and we started bowling together and that's kind of where my bowling journey really started back in probably 2006, I guess. Wow. That's quite a journey. <laughs> yeah, it is for sure. <laughs> uh, so Jackie, we, we just wanted to give you the opportunity to um, say whatever you wanted to say about the, the events that happened in Nova Scotia, the uh, tragic shootings um, that happened in the province just recently. I know it's still very fresh uh, in the province and probably in your mind as well, but um, we'll just give you the floor and um, feel free to say and uh, talk about whatever you want. I appreciate that. Um, there really are no words. Um, I don't think... Um, Anybody could have imagined the horrific events that were starting to unfold when we went to bed a week ago, um, or the horrific details that would start to emerge the next morning and throughout the following days. It's been a very heavy week. 
I think is the only way I can describe it for our beautiful province. And I think you both know me well enough and know how proud I am to be from Nova Scotia. And um, it there have been some very difficult days. Um, as you know, 22 people, uh, their lives lost in such a senseless act. There were others injured. And there are countless families and friends and communities and really the entire province grieving and trying to make sense of something that you really can't make sense of. Um, anyone who has been to our province knows uh, it's a beautiful province, the, the countryside, the coastlines. Um, but if you've spent any time here, you'll also know it's the people. And uh, just hardworking and humble, uh, people who love their families fiercely and their friends and neighbors just as much. So this has really rocked our province, whether you knew anyone directly, um, whether you lived in a rural part of the province, it's just something that has touched us all. And, um, you know, with COVID, we've all been living a new normal right now with the restrictions in place. And I think that's what's so hard for some of us to you know, it's heartbreaking to think these families going are going through so much right now and they can't have that physical comfort of their families and friends with them. It, it's unimaginable. But I will say through all of that and the dark days that we've experienced, um, I know myself have been very comforted and touched by the outpouring of support and the tributes um, from fellow Nova Scotians and people across the country and quite frankly around the world. Um, we are known for our love and compassion here. We're known for lots of laughter and music and you've seen all of that um, reflected in tributes that have been pouring in. And um, I would just like to take the opportunity to thank our Bulls family as well. Um, I have heard and I'm sure other bowlers here have heard from our friends across the country and in other countries just checking in or sending their, their thoughts and uh, just never underestimate the con what that connection means to people. It, it means a great deal and it has helped make some dark and heavy days a little lighter. So I do appreciate um, the opportunity to acknowledge what's happened here in our beautiful province. So thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, for that, Jackie. That was awesome. Thanks for speaking on that. Appreciate that. Um, so, uh, going back to to Bulls, um, I know you've been a part of. I mean, speaking of the Bulls community, you've been a part of a lot of different things, straight from club and local to uh, provincial, national, international. Um, I think the list goes on. Uh, can you give us a few of you know, the special moments and the um, the proud moments you've had in Bulls uh, since you started? Sure. Um, boy, there are a lot of special moments to choose from for a lot of different reasons. Um, I always go back to the summer of 2006 um, when my mom and my sister Tammy and I and a family friend, Janet Kelly, won our first provincial um, play down. Uh, that was pretty special um, because as I mentioned earlier, many 
bowlers have that family connection and that's how we get started and for me that's what definitely got me started and it's what has kept me going and that was a really special special moment to be able to go on to the Canadian Championships with my family. Um, the first Commonwealth Games um, that are participated in in 2014 in Glasgow, Scotland is certainly another special moment. I, I still get goosebumps when I think about Team Canada being um, acknowledged and the entire team, and I'm not just talking um, bowlers, but athletes from Canada walking into the stadium. Um, it, it was a pretty incredible moment. So that is definitely a highlight. And uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, I was just. There's one more, and I think probably people would say, "Well, how is that a highlight?" Um, but another moment that has always stayed with me is the Commonwealth Games at Broad Beach, on the Gold Coast, Australia, in 2018, when our Forest team lost the semi-final in an extra end to Australia. And yes, it, it was. Um, devastating um, but I've always been a firm believer that we learn some of our greatest lessons through the losses and I was as upset and disappointed as we were I couldn't help but being so proud of our team uh, for the most part we are seasonal bowlers and we wear the maple leaf on our back um, out of great pride and to to see us compete at that level and to be right alongside um, such a great team as the Australian women until the very last bowl was really special to me. And we've made some progress over the last couple of years. And I, I think that countries no longer take us for granted. And that's the, um, the dedication and the commitment of so many people, not just the athletes, but the support and the coaches and Bulls Canada and our families and friends. It's a testament to that. And it's just really special to be part of. So while it was a disappointing moment, I think, you know, it's always stuck with me and it's what keeps me striving um, to, to do better. So. Yeah, you've definitely uh, had some good memories. It sounds like uh, lots of good family things and being able to compete at the highest levels, uh, pretty exciting. Uh, I was just going to ask you, uh, what's uh, the, your favorite place or favorite club you've ever uh, had the opportunity to spend some time at? Oh, boy, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if I could narrow it down to just one. I mean, there are different clubs, like I think in, in Scotland, and just the history that you feel when you walk in some of those clubs, they might not be modern, um, but the history, and you can really feel that, and that's really special. And then, of course, you go to um, a place like Broad Beach and or, you know, many clubs in New Zealand and Australia, really. And you see that it's more than just a bowls club. There are restaurants. Um, you know, it's just it's amazing to see. So I think they all have different. Uh, they mean different things to me. But yeah, it's uh, it's uh, quite something. It's humbling when you come home to your own little club. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they are just as special in their own right. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> absolutely. Yep. That's true. Absolutely. Um, we have a question from Derek Dillon. I'm sure you know who he is. Um, 
he's asked what type of coach gets you as an elite player to perform at your best well that's a that's a great question captain cordray <laughs> um i think it's when there's that mutual respect and you know the 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 coach you're working with um is more than just a coach they respect you and they believe in you um and uh, I think when you have that, that mutual respect and understanding, it, it brings out the best in each of you. And it, as I alluded to earlier, it's we as athletes can do as much training and as much preparation as we want, but it really is all about the coaches and the support staff around you and your teammates. So, um, yeah, I think uh, the belief belief in in you and uh being able to be open and honest uh you know the corrective uh feedback and uh making you talk about the things that you don't want to talk about and celebrating with you on the successes uh, i think uh i think that's uh, how i would probably answer that one that's perfect uh, just reading the, the chat here, uh, Cameron says, I think it's her training partner, not her coach. Oh, he must be talking about Robbie Law. <laughs> he must be. <laughs> just kidding, Cameron. So, uh, what is it like training with Cameron? What is it like training with Cameron? Well, I have to be careful because um, this is a bit of a family show. Um, <laughs> no, just kidding. Look, it's... Um, it's uh, it's it's been a real treat. It's um, challenging by times, um, but it is really nice because, as anyone um, knows, um, bowls can be very independent, and particularly when you're training for upcoming events that are in the off season, you're out there at times when a lot of other people aren't. So it's been really nice to have um, Cameron um, to train with, and most recently um, Robbie. Um, where he's been studying here in Nova Scotia. And I think we help each other. I mean, I'm very much a draw bowler, a front end bowler, and uh, Cameron uh, plays the other end. And I think he's taught me a lot about singles games and and uh, just shot selection. And it's great to have um, that partnership to be able to bounce ideas and, and everything off. And just someone who understands, you know, the commitment and and has the same drive uh, to do well. So he's a, a, a man of few words, as we know. Um, although I will say, um, when we're out on the green, um, sometimes you wish he really, truly was a man of few words. Because, uh, yeah, no, I'm just joking. It's been a, a great friendship and a great training partner for sure. Another quick question there from Derek. He said, uh, who's the best player that you've ever seen? Oh boy, I don't like to single anyone out. Um, so I will. Um, I, I I'm not sure. There are a lot of great bowlers, and a lot of great bowlers for a lot of different reasons. There are people who technically watch. Um, I think of um, someone like Lena from Malaysia. I remember I used to have a picture of her delivery. Um, because I, I just watched um, the technique 
I think of someone like Joe Edwards, who is just the whole package. Um, yeah. You know, anyone who has met her um, from New Zealand is, uh, she's more than an athlete. Um, she's just a great person. Um, you know, there are too many to mention on the men's side. Um, you know, all of us, obviously, we're very proud of Ryan um, now living in Australia. And uh, I've always um, admired his love of playing for his country. You know, I, I'm sure there are lots of other opportunities for him, but he always takes great pride. And we've watched him win and we've watched him lose. And he's just a gentleman and uh, a a real Canadian treasure. So there are lots of, of terrific bowlers for all sorts of reasons. And it's a real privilege to watch them play, to learn from them and uh, to play alongside them. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, Derek has a few responses for that. So was, uh, why do you have to be so political? <laughs> and what about Derek and Greg when they're in full flight? <laughs> Well, I could tell a story out of school from the last Canadian Championships. And it, it um, you know, we always talk about the focus you need to have on the mat. And sometimes my family and I, well, they're probably saying, no, Jackie, it's you. Although mom is quite colorful as well. And I come by it honestly. But we, we might have been, you know, um, having a little fun on the green next door and he went to Captain Cordroy this is went to deliver a bowl and I think he got caught off guard a little bit and um, tried to blame us for that but really you know as a good coach as he is would know focus is so important so I don't know what the question was but that's <laughs> probably not the answer <laughs> that's fine yeah I think uh, Derek's just a little upset that you didn't pick him as uh, the best player you've ever seen well, I said there are many, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of want to ask you about uh, one of your roles for Bulls Canada. Um, as part of the national team, you've actually been a player rep for uh, all the players on the team, and you, you kind of join in with the high performance committee and, and all those kind of things. Um, how has that experience been for you? And uh, what do you take away from being the player rep for the national squad um, in your day-to-day -day life? Well, I just think it's, um, you know, it's a privilege to represent the athletes, um, you know, and it's not something I take for granted. Um, you, you hope that you're representing them well and you're being their voice when certain decisions or conversations are being had um, and it means a lot that they've trusted me with um, you know being one of those voices for them obviously I'm just uh, the female rep um, there is another uh, Robbie is currently the the athlete rep on the men's side um, but it's um, you know kudos to Bowls Canada and the high performance committee for um, allowing those voices to be heard and you know we do our best uh, in times when we have to gather feedback or you know to do that and like I said it's a responsibility I take seriously and it, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to be that voice um, for my my squad mates. 
Now, Jackie, we've had the opportunity to speak a little bit about bowls uh, with a lot of things that are going on in the world with uh, COVID and whatnot. I'm just uh, curious how how you've been dealing with that and what your life has been like since you've uh, been, I don't know, maybe stuck at home. <laughs> yeah. Um, so funny enough, um, I just changed jobs uh, probably five weeks ago and I was um, working with um, the premier's office Uh doing health communications. So I was uh, in, in the middle of COVID from a different perspective as it was ramping up. Um, and I had a week between jobs um, when I left government and I've been home ever since. Um, I've started my new job. I, I've been very fortunate because I know there are people across the country who have lost hours or perhaps lost their jobs. So I, I'm very grateful to have a job. I have not physically been in the office. I have not met people. Um, so it's been a challenging uh, challenging and interesting way to, to start a new job. But again, um, it's a little complaint when you think of how this has affected um, so many people. But yes, um, I also, I live on my own. So uh, I guess you're I'm self-isolating, if you will. Um, <laughs> go to the grocery store once a week, like everybody else, and uh, have uh, been doing a lot of FaceTime and phone calls and uh, just uh, checking in on people and and with your family virtually, um, helping everybody manage the best we can. Um, so let me just set this up here for you. Um, we talked about doing um, a little talk about pictures. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to transition over to um, our view of the pictures. And I want you to talk us through some of these. Now, this is a bowl. And if everybody realized uh, in the uh, title picture for our podcast, this bowl was in there. So if you knew what the bull was and you knew what Believe was, you knew it was Jackie that was coming on the show. So Jackie, talk about your bull and, and what, why you have this bull and what Believe means to you. So that's my first lawn bull. Um, when I started, I was using hand-me-downs from mom. And uh, when I got involved with the national team, um, I've been using um, bowls uh, for the national athletes. Um, but when I decided it was time to get my own bowls, I actually got those. I ordered them from Scotland. And when we made a trek to Scotland um, for the Commonwealth Games, that's actually, and I think that picture is in Scotland when I picked them up. Um, and as for believe, um, you know, it's kind of like I said earlier, um, with a, a coach who believes in you or for us believing in ourselves or believing in our teammates or believing in training, you know, I wanted to pick something because you have bowls or you can have bowls for a long time. And I wanted to pick something that meant something to me. And it's just a word that, uh, it, it, it's just something I, I live by because if we don't believe, what do we have? So it, it's just, it's special to me. Um, and I was really happy with how they turned out. All right. How about this picture? Give us a little context of this one. 
So that is my sister Tammy and my mom Debbie, and uh, they are my world, um, <laughs> along with the rest of my family. Um, but as mentioned earlier, uh, it's uh, it's been a boat family, the game of bulls, right back to my grandfather getting my mom involved, and then us um, being able to to go through this journey together. We've bowled a lot together. I believe that was at the uh, Cobblequid Lawn Bowling Club in Truro. Um, and I think it might have been last summer. Um, we do a fair bit of bowling when we can. If there are open tournaments, um, we'll try to play together. And then obviously for our provincial play dance and Atlantic Bowls, we do a lot of bowling together. So that's a pretty special one right there. How about this one? What's, what's this <laughs> one all about? So... Well, that's a pretty special one, too. That was at Broad Beach. I'm trying to look at the score behind us, uh, who we were playing. Um, BG, yeah, I'm, it looks like. Yes. And look, um, some special gals right there jo with Joanna and Priscilla, little P. And, of course, Daryl, you've been with us, too, um, in the coaching role and supporting role. And, uh, yeah, just some really fond memories when you look at those. I, I I have a bad memory when it comes to particular games, um, when it's round robin, um, but uh, that was obviously a special one for us there with a win, and, and uh, we all look pretty happy. <laughs> now, what is this? <laughs> now, believe it or not, this is not a picture of Jackie's. This is a picture of mine. I actually have one, but give us a little context of this. Look, that's our warm-up ball. And the guys are probably all rolling their eyes right now. But the girls, we have come to love this football. And so, you know, we were talking a little bit leading up to the show today about routine and how important routine is, not just um, in our lives, regular lives, but also in bowls. So before every game, um, we, the girls, uh, find a quiet spot, we go for a walk, and then we stop in a green space or somewhere close to the club, and we toss, we toss the ball around, and we just, you know, it's a way to warm up and loosen up, but it's also a way just to have some fun, because there are many laughs shared, and then we, you know, just do our prep for the game in terms of what we're hoping to get out of the game. Um, so it's, it's, there's some serious points to it, it's um you know fun times to it and lots of laughter but yeah that's what that's all about it's uh, made many trips uh, around the world how about this one so that's our commonwealth team from 2018 and uh yeah it's uh i look at that picture and i just think what a privilege and all the dedication and the commitment and the talent and the friendships uh, and the support. Uh, it's just a real privilege um, to have these opportunities and and uh, the friendships we've made over the years and, and the blood, sweat and tears, as they say, that goes into competitions and the ups and the downs experienced throughout. And, you know, all the many faces you don't see in that picture, the, the friends and families and the supporters who are behind us um, when we are at those competitions. Um, but that's a great team right there with a lot of great people and a lot of talent and expertise and a lot of passion uh, for our great game. How about this? <laughs> <laughs> 
certainly have a lot of fun times and um, when you're at some of these bigger events and there are different venues spread out or you know in the community when you're out for a walk and that might have been one of them I can't remember exactly where that was but yeah that's uh, just us having some fun and who are these guys oh Cameron and Robbie my my training partners uh yeah no look they're great um Cameron and Robbie are great bowlers um great teammates um can be a little bit of a pain in the arse sometimes but uh you know they make training a lot of fun and uh yeah good friends too good friends good teammates and and lots of great memories in those pictures perfect uh, now you spoke a little bit on uh, your routine, Jackie. Uh, what would uh, what would your bowls routine consist of? Are you talking like before a game or? Um, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, look, I'm a stickler for routine, and I, I see the real benefit of it. But it's also because even in work, I'm very I like structure. Um, but I, I do believe that routine is important. And when, you know, you'll often hear Terry and Derek and others say, you know, um, you know, the importance of that routine and do what you normally do. And, and after the game, when you're debriefing, if it was a really good game, think about why, you know, what did you do leading up to that game? Um, and was this part of it and, and replicate that the next time. So routine is really important for me. I mean, I, you know, um, whenever I go to the green, whether I'm practicing on my own or with um, Robbie and Cameron or with my family or other people, um, I always do my stretching, for example. Um, Cameron will touch his toes by lifting up his foot um, and I will do my stretches. And then I go and I will always start with Caterpillar and just roll a few bowls up and back um, two or three times uh, or two or four times, I guess. And then we'll get into whatever we're doing. Um, same thing in competition. You know, uh, we go out as a team, we do our warm up, uh, we toss the ball, we go over our objectives or our goals or what we hope to get out of that game. Then we allow ourselves to have you know, the last few minutes on our own to do whatever we have to do, whether it be just time to do some self-talk, whether it's to fill our water bottles, just to prep ourselves to go out. Um, those are all things that, um, you know, I have bought into over the years, and I think they're really important. Um, so those would be some of the, the routines, whether it's here locally or, you know, provincially or on the international stage. It's something I, I do try to keep, that's for sure. Um. So another question from Captain Corduroy. Are you um, interested or ready to be a coach after you're done in your playing career? What do you think of that? Yeah, it's an interesting question. And um, to be honest, I, I can't say I've thought that far ahead. Um, and maybe it's part of my routine or part of my structure, but I kind of go, you know, in two years or four year cycles. Um, look, I've, I've done some coaching in the past. I, I was a competitive swimmer, a summer swimmer um, growing up. And, and once I was um, too old to compete, I, I did turn to coaching. Um, I love working with people and helping people. Um, and if, if the opportunity were to arise, it, 
it's something I certainly, you know, um, would consider. Um, I value uh, what coaches bring to the team. I've been involved in sport all my life. And um, every coach is different and every coach brings something um, that maybe works for you or doesn't work for you. But I can honestly say with all the coaches throughout my life, not just in bowls, but in sports, I've taken something from them and learned from them and, and used it over the years. Um, so they're kind of like teachers that way, the influence they have on people. So, um, yeah, it's a special role and I think it takes a special person. I'm not sure if I'm cut out for it, but it's uh, <laughs> something obviously that's important and it's something that I would consider when the time came. Perfect. Oh, Cameron. Cameron says, if you become a coach, he's moving. <laughs> well, then, I have no words. <laughs> I know he says that out of love. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, Daryl, do you have any uh, more questions for Jackie today? Um, I don't think so. I, I think we've We've covered quite a bit here and uh, and taken up a lot of Jackie's time too. <laughs> oh, look, it's it's a real pleasure, and I I do want to thank you and Luke for what you do. Um, anytime we can uh, promote our sport, um, educate people, share stories, maybe something that will spark an interest for them to give it a try. So kudos to you guys for doing what you're doing. Um, we appreciate it very very much thanks jackie and uh thanks a lot for your time today i had a really good time uh talking to you it, it's uh it's been great thanks very much it's always nice to to share some stories and it's a, a game that i know we share the passion for and i thank my family for that and i think of all the many friendships i've made across the country and and really around the world and i do just want to thank our you know, Bulls Canada under the leadership of Anna, as well as our high performance committee, um, our coaching, uh, Terry and Derek, yourself, Daryl, Jean, uh, Rails, uh, the support staff. We've just had, you know, I've, I have had the privilege of being involved in the program for a number of years now. I've seen a lot of changes along the way. Um, and I have to say that, um, we have a great thing going right now and we have great people involved and all the people who have come before them that have laid that foundation and it's a real privilege to be involved. So thanks to everybody. Very well said, Jackie. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks again, Jackie, and uh, have a great rest of your day and a great weekend. You guys too. Thanks for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. And once again, thanks for all the thoughts from across the country for our beautiful province this week. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jackie. Thank you. Well, Daryl, that was a, a really good interview with Jackie. I really uh, I really enjoyed that. I was, and it was great for her to come on. Um, it wasn't planned that we had her on at this time. It just uh, a very, very unfortunate coincidence, but um, it was really great to have her on to talk about the events that happened in Nova Scotia. And uh, I think I can speak for both of us when um, we say our our thoughts and our support are out to all the people in Nova Scotia and uh, and especially 
to those that we know like Jackie and John Seitman in the chat and Cameron in the chat. Um, who, you know, we're always here to support you. So, um, you know, our thoughts are, are with you guys. And uh, I just wanted to cover up a bit of housekeeping before we move on. I'm, I forgot to mention at the start of the show. Uh, just uh, remember, guys, always hit that like button and the subscribe button if you haven't already. Uh, really does help us more than it probably you'd probably imagine. Uh, we're, on, we're on pace to hit 300 subscribers here pretty, pretty soon, which is actually really exciting because it's something that uh, I don't know if I thought we were going to get that far that quick. Yeah. Uh, so that's been awesome. The support's been great. Um, and yeah, just remember to share, like, subscribe, everything you can to help us out. We really do appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, with that being said, I don't know if you're ready for it yet, Daryl, but I think it's time to move on to the greatest lawn bowler of all time. <laughs> all right, let me uh, just give me one second here. That's one thing I didn't bring up at the start. You've been working so hard on it, I figured you would have uh, had, had it, had it ready, ready to go. go. All right, here we go. All right. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's been interesting to see uh, people voting and um, some people sharing their their comments and responses to uh, what other people thought about the competitors in our greatest lawn bowler of all time. So this is, like we said before, this is a fun competition. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to spark some interest in bowls and and get people talking. You know, some of the uh, great legends in our sport are in this bracket and uh, some that are bowling right now and still adding to their legacy. So um, what do you, what do you see as making up the uh, greatest lawn bowler of all time? So I'll, I'll pass this to you, Luke, since I talk about it way too much. Um, what are the things that you look for when you think of a legend in the sports or a great bowler or what you would consider the goat? Um, so what I think here, I'm going to break it down a little bit differently. I'm going to start from what I would call what makes a good bowler and I'll move up all the way to the greatest lawn bowler of all time. So something that makes a good bowler is, uh, somebody that can go out and they can perform, they can win games. Uh, but maybe they're not quite winning all the tournaments, but they're doing all right. A great lawn bowler is going out and they're practicing and they continue to have great success and they're winning tournaments, but maybe they're not quite at like the the world class level quite yet and uh something like that and then i guess what would make a legendary player would be somebody who can go out and they can win time and time again and their consistency and longevity of their career uh would definitely put them in the upper category of what i would consider to be a legend or if you want to call them the greatest player of all time um and then I think something that would make the greatest player of all time would be somebody who uh, has been consistent over the course of their career uh, in their home country or wherever they're playing at and doing well there. And also when you're traveling to uh, places such as like the Southern Hemisphere uh, where the greens are so fast or when you go over to England or Scotland and the greens are so slow, somebody that can win on slow and fast greens, perfect and not so perfect greens has been winning forever and the consistency of the player and even how they um, how they uh, carry themselves as a, a, a champion and as a person, I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Uh, so yeah, that's what I guess that's what I how I would consider the greatest lawn bowler. 
No, and that's actually extremely well said. There's so many factors that go into what you consider a, a great player, and you could do that in any sport. You know, it's longevity, consistency. Um, I mean, winning obviously plays a big part in it as well. But there's many great bowlers who haven't won anything. But unfortunately, for, sure. for our criteria, we we did. Someone had to have won at least a gold at the world or um, uh, Commonwealth Games kind of level. Um, I see John uh, Seitman here is uh, talking about consistency on all surfaces, championship performances, a mentality that they can go out and be competitive every time they compete. So, you know, when they're going out there and, and it's, you know, this guy against this guy, are, are the people always picking that person to win because they just assume that they're so good, so consistent, and uh, have been doing it for such a long time that they just have the advantage everywhere that they go? Well, it's uh, like one of the, the the biggest sayings I've ever certain heard mumbling. It's uh, one of those funny sports where it's uh, if you have in your day, you're going to win the game, right? So for somebody to be so consistent and always have their day, definitely would be able to make somebody great. So uh, with that said, we're, we're actually going into round two. So we've actually weeded out half the competitors in our bracket. Um <laughs> There have been some blowouts and some really, really, really tight uh, matches where one or two votes swung it uh, in one person's favor. So looking at round two, um, these will actually be posted very shortly on our Facebook page, the polls. Um, we'll also have a post on our CanadianBowler.com uh, website uh, outlining this. But we're now into the Elite Eight, okay? Uh, just like uh, March Madness. So we've got Alex Marshall versus Joe Edwards, which is going to be uh, a phenomenal matchup. Uh, Margaret Johnson versus Carrie, uh, Karen Murphy, um, a past legend versus someone who just retired, but is also a legend in her own, right? Karen Murphy. Uh, Tony Alcock versus Darren Burnett, England versus Scotland. Uh, Peter Bellis versus Kelsey Cottrell, uh, a New Zealand legend and the current head coach versus um, a current Jackaroos squad member. Uh, David Bryant versus Ryan Bester. So David Bryant's the titan of our, our game. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that uh, people know who he is and he's got a resume longer than my arm um, against Ryan Bester, who's um, a favorite of the Canadians, has been consistent in everything that he's He's in. He's always in the finals. He's always uh, sniffing at those championships and winning them. So, um, really, really interesting matchup there. We've got uh, Steve Glasson versus Norma Shaw. Um, Paul Foster versus David Gourlay, a battle of Scotland. So, um, David Gourlay, who's um, really, really good on the indoor, as well as Paul Foster, who's um, they've both won a tremendous amount of titles on the World Bulls Tour. Um, but it's the head coach versus a current squad member <laughs> for Bull Scotland. <laughs> and uh, Richard Corsi, some might not know him, but he has won a bunch of world titles, and he actually has uh, his own video uh, masterclass with Richard Corsi. It's on our YouTube channel. Uh, against Kevin uh, Kirko, um, an Australian legend, uh, the guy who made, shirtless legend. <laughs> made running shirtless on the green popular, yeah. <laughs> Um, really great matchups. It'll be really fun to see how these pan out. Um, for everybody that's looking at these, make sure you share it. Make sure you get people interested in it. 
it's a great way not only to promote a little fun, but take a look at the legends of our sport. Understand who has done great things in the past and who is doing things right now. Do a little research. Look at what they've done and and uh, give the players they res the respect that they deserve for for being champions. And I don't know uh, how many how many of the viewers know, but uh, Daryl actually has been working really hard and trying to find a lot of video on all these players. So a lot of stuff is posted to the YouTube channel. I think there should be something from almost every single one of the um, competitors at this point. So if you uh, need a little bit of help finding something, uh, don't be afraid to go through our, our video section there. And you should, should be able to find something, I think, on everyone, right? Oh, uh, pretty much. There's some that are, that are hard to find. Because um, we didn't do a lot of video in the past, but uh, there's a lot of great stuff on there. Go check it out. Have some fun while you're while you're self isolating. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, now I wanted to move on to uh, something that Daryl's been nagging me. I guess I shouldn't say <laughs> nagging me, but he's been asking me to do for the last little while is come up with some sort of segment that I could uh, I could do. And uh, I had a I had a, actually a, a relatively hard time. I think I'm a sort of a creative person, but I had a hard time figuring out uh, exactly what I wanted to do. Um, but what I decided to go with was uh, I wanted to uh, social, social uh, English, please. <laughs> I wanted to show some love to the supporters. So what I came up with was a section called the supporter showcase. And unfortunately, I don't have a supporter to showcase today. So I decided we could uh, preview it and Daryl could be our showcased supporter. I don't know if did you answer the questions yet, Daryl? Well, you can ask them to me, and I can okay. I can answer them for you. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll spitball them then. Okay, uh, so so I just had to go with ten questions. I figured that was a good number. I don't know if these are going to be the final questions or not, but uh, here we go. So, Daryl, what is your favorite sports memory? It doesn't have to be Bulls if you don't want to. Um, my favorite sports memory um, is playing with my dad uh, in Bulls. Um, uh, he's the one that got me into it. He's the one that got me to stick with it, and he's been supporting me ever since. Um, I, I don't have a championship memory. I mean, I could I could talk about some of the wins. I could talk about some of that, but um, my dad is the reason I'm in the sport, and my dad is the reason why I stayed with the sport. So playing with him and spending that time, that's my favorite memory. Awesome. Uh, this, this one's actually a good question for you, I think, Daryl. You're uh, one of the people I know who's uh, traveled around the world a lot um what's uh the your favorite place you've ever traveled to um uh for me it's uh it's italy and specifically um uh, sort of i guess around rome uh, i did some traveling after university uh i took classical studies i'm in it but i did classical studies i'm i'm not using my degree at all but um it, it was just getting uh, dumped into that culture, being being away in a foreign country, seeing the ruins, uh, the Colosseum, and all the great stuff that's there. Um, it, it it was just fascinating and uh, so immersive that I, I just enjoyed every second of it. Um, I have had a lot of chance to travel all around the world. I know Derek's kind of uh, saying, what about Australia? Um, Australia is fantastic. But um, I, great. I have to say Italy <laughs> and then Rome specifically was fantastic. Um, what do you like to do in your spare time? I like to play video games. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows that, but uh, um, I do like to play video games, uh, relax. Um, I play with Luke here as well. Um, True. He's been able to carry me through a lot of uh, really poor, mediocre play on my side. 
Um, My back's getting sore. I'm like Derek said, I'm a big kid. Um, I do enjoy just playing video games and, and working on this podcast has actually been really cool in my spare time as well. Uh, do you have any superstitions? Um, I do. A, I don't know if anybody knows it, but um, I do do a self-talk to myself um, before every game and before every um, tough situations um, or things that I get a little anxious of. I have to, I, I try to keep it as low key as possible, do it to myself. Nobody can see it. But it's um, just something that I do um, personally to get myself ready for public speaking, playing a game, getting into a stressful situation. I have to talk to myself a little bit just to bring myself down. It's um, it might not be a superstition like having a lucky pair of underwear or something, but it's it's something that I have to do. Yeah, I know this isn't for me, but uh, my superstition something I've definitely gotten a lot of heat for, but it's my lucky lawn bowling shoes. <laughs> I've seen them. <laughs> They're rough and they hurt my feet really bad, but I won't change for <laughs> God knows what reason. Uh, coffee or tea, Daryl? Uh, I'm a coffee guy. Yeah. But I will you, say what that. You, what do you take in your coffee? <laughs> if it's big enough, usually two sugar. If it's a small coffee, just maybe one, just to cut the taste a little. But um, I will say I do drink tea a lot. My wife has a ton of tea. She loves tea. Um, so I do drink tea on occasion too, and it's not. It's not bad, but I do drink a lot of coffee. Fair enough. Um, would you rather watch a TV show or a movie? In the past, I would have said movie because uh, I would have it's more action, more production value, all that kind of stuff. But I have to say in the last couple of years with Netflix and HBO and everything, I prefer to watch TV now. Um, some of those shows are just phenomenal and the production values through the roof and they can tell a story over a long time. So. Uh, TV now, I think. Uh, who is your celebrity crush? <laughs> uh, my celebrity crush, uh, I would have to say, on the male side, it's Ryan Reynolds. And then uh, <laughs> on the female side, it's, uh, it's probably Kate Beckinsale. Oh. Um, what would be your favorite restaurant uh, and or fast food? Um, my favorite fast food, uh, I do like Harvey's if I'm going to go fast food. Um, <clears throat> I just like being able to put whatever I want on it, and uh, I just seem to like it. Um, and if I go to a restaurant, um, I, I really like getting a good steak, so maybe the keg, if I'm going to go to a restaurant, it's phenomenal. It, I can't afford it to go out there all the time, but uh, it's it's phenomenal, the keg, man. Uh, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. <laughs> I, no I, I guess I, I guess I knew that one. Anybody who knows me knows it's Coke. Diet, diet, diet Coke, Coke specifically, yeah. Um, and last question here: uh, What would be your dream job? Um, I think my my dream job was would be to be a professional coach or doing something like this professionally. Um, being able to talk about bulls, um, be involved in bulls, promote the sport, and and do the things that need to be done to actually raise. This part, we don't have the money in it. We don't have the PR. We don't have the, the bodies um, to really just throw a ton of people at it and do it. But it would be something like this um, or coaching would be my dream job. Well, thanks for uh, answering those for me, Daryl. Um, so what I'd like to, to do with that is uh, put it out to the public, um, to our supporters. I'm not really sure how we'll select one. Uh, I'd like to do it every every time we do a podcast. I'll have to think of some creative way to... Uh, 
how we're going to select somebody. But uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty good idea. And uh, so we'll go with that. And uh, Daryl, what do we got next? What do we got next? Um, I'll just go through a couple news things. I took a couple notes recently because things started to pop up quite a bit. Um, so for those that uh, that don't know, uh, the World Champion of Champions has been canceled uh, in Australia. It was supposed to be in Adelaide. So they've actually finally come to the decision that they're going to um, cancel that. But they're going to, they say cancel, but it's kind of a postponement. Uh, I think they're going to carry over a lot of the competitors into 2021 because uh, a lot of places won't be able to have their national championships um, or at least not a full national championships like they usually would have. Um, so it looks like it'll be 2021. Um, the dates I don't have to confirm, but that's one. Uh, the UBC, their first two events have been canceled. Um, it's it's a big uh, initiative in Australia. So um, to have two events canceled with so many great players involved, uh, it's very, very tough. But I know uh, Mark Casey, he's the big man in charge over there. Um, he's looking to probably have their first two events postponed until either really late this year, if they can do it, um, or early next year um, to make up for those events that were missed this year. And I think those were supposed to be Deer Park in April and Warilla in August. Um, so look for those events either late this year or, or early 2021. And um, there's a link in the description below that I put, which is uh, a Bulls Canada link to a support package for clubs that are looking to um, find a way to get working on their greens. So talking to your city, talking to your province, um, lobbying your province to, to be able to go out and actually do some basic maintenance. They've got a lot of resources for you if your club is um, struggling to figure out how you're going to maintain your greens when possibly your city has locked you out um, uh, for the, the coronavirus. So look at those resources, pass them around to your province and your clubs. Um, it's an excellent resource. It gives you a lot, uh, sort of a head start if you're a small club and, and don't have the resources to do it yourself. So um, those are kind of the news items that I wanted to throw out to, to the public here. Uh, I don't think we don't have you're not doing a coach's corner today I'm assuming uh no I was I was planning to but I think I'm gonna um, postpone that until until the next time um, I think um, instead what would be really cool to look at is oh right is this <laughs> if we can uh, bring this up for sure um really really cool initiative out there something that's really really neat and i want to make sure i get this right it was created by an albertan uh uh Dwayne hawk i want to say uh hopefully i didn't get your name wrong it's called the lego lombos league he came up with this idea to um dress up all uh a ton of lego figures like uh bowlers and uh, create bowls as you can see in this picture here and he's created a full Facebook page dedicated to Lego lawn bowls and it is phenomenal. It's hilarious to look at. It's fun um, It gives just a new take on uh, What you can do with Lego and, and and with our sport It's fantastic and he's uh, he's also a member of the uh, Calgary lawn club uh, lawn bowls club I also just uh, just uh, with uh, seeing um 
some of the comments on that Facebook page, I've actually been following it myself. I just wanted to clear the air. Um, if people don't know, uh, it's it's not a game. You can't necessarily play Lego mm-hmm. Lombos. Um, but if you did want to, quote-unquote, play, you could make your own Lego Lombos and submit it. That's right. <laughs> I think that's the only way you can actually play, just yeah. for people who aren't sure on how that works. This is just a fun way for him to um, to give back to people and, and spark some interest while we're all kind of isolated and, and staying safe. Um, it's I think it's phenomenal, and he did a great job. So I wanted to give him kudos for that. Um, here, uh, it is a picture of the Calgary uh, Lombos Club. It's uh, the shirts that they wear, so he recreated those and some of the bulls. It's, it's fantastic. Oh, it looks like Derek on the right there. Could be. <laughs> He's created... Uh, this is a picture of basically the international parade of champions he's got countries um from all over uh just hilarious i i think it's really cool what he's done uh here's the canadian team led by ryan bester um i'm not sure we have anybody that has a goatee like that but it's it's really nice to have the moose in the background uh to represent canada uh bulls usa got their own little figurine he's even got the shades on uh for all those guys out in california (laughs) really really neat uh we've got the umpires ready with all their equipment and uh possibly a crossbow in the background i don't know if someone's getting out of line but um, just in case yeah really really neat he's even got the lawn bulls uh i think that might be the handbook in the background too Umpires doing their jobs, <laughs> measuring bowls, and they've even got the media. And I, I, I don't know who the shirtless guy is. Maybe that's Derek instead. I don't know, but uh... can't be. Derek doesn't say where's the hat, but the that, hair color on the guy hand? on the right's got to be close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to throw this up there. Uh, there's a guy out there. If you don't know him already. Um, Happy Bowler down in Australia. He's got his own page. He's been putting up videos, doing live video. Um, he was even given his own uh, um, Lego character, and it's perfect, I think. He's got the earrings. He's got the suspenders, um, the great colors. So uh, really, really cool to see that. Um, so I'll move this out of the way. I wanted to bring up another thing he created. Six inches. Okay, let me play this from the start. What he's done, and this is on top of all the other Lego stuff that he's done, is recreated the famous Nick Brett bull shot from uh, Potter's in Lego format, and he's even got the sound and, and all the cues right. So I'm going to play this for you and uh, hope you enjoy it. About six inches between the two bolts, so there is just room. <laughs> The way Greg asked him to play that, you'd think he was three feet away from it. Call it these guys, you wouldn't expect him to miss either, to be honest. Well, he's very close to splitting the two red balls and getting to the jack. That's what the target is. Oh, look at this. Oh, that is ridiculous. That is just so good. It is ridiculous. I like how Harry Potter and Dumbledore are in the, cl- in the crowd. That's right. 
I just thought that was phenomenal. We had to post that and, and give him all the kudos that, uh, that he deserves for doing that. It's really fun and, and really neat to see someone do that. That's great. I really haven't uh, enjoyed watching those posts as they've come up. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think I don't think we have any more segments for today. I think we've covered just about everything. Do you have any uh, more comments, Daryl? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I really thank Jackie Foster for coming on um, and giving us her time. Uh, that was really fantastic. I, I love having people from other provinces. So um, keep those suggestions coming in of who we can we can get on. Um, and just really, I hope everybody stays safe out there, is, is doing well, and um, is enjoying this podcast. So like, subscribe, let us know that you're out there and, and that you enjoy what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to uh, put a little bit of a teaser out for the next episode, Daryl. Um, I'm not going to say where or who, but our next episode will be our first non-Canadian. Well, sure. I guess, is Derek a Canadian? Yeah, he's Does he have Canadian. A citizenship? Does he have a citizenship? Yeah, I have he's no in idea. there. We consider okay, well, uh, all right. Well, our first non-Canadian, so that's exciting. And uh, yeah, I think we may or may not have some other things in the work to spice up the channel. Who knows? I think so. Maybe but, we do. Maybe we don't. Uh, I tell you if guys, you, if, if you were like John Simon and watch fishing, you might have some insights to what it is. But again, you might not know. Who knows? Yeah. I, all I can say is, um, the more that you guys support the channel the more it pushes us to, to expand and to do different things. And Lucas had some phenomenal ideas on stuff to do. And um, we've been kind of waiting to see if people still want to watch the show, still like our videos, still want to engage in the channel before we start putting a lot of work into these things. But uh, you guys have been phenomenal. Keep sharing, keep supporting, and um, we'll try to expand our content as much as possible. Yeah, and we really do appreciate all the support, guys. Just uh, remember, always uh, like, subscribe, share, comment, um, anywhere. Um, keep an eye out for the greatest lawn bowler of all time. Uh, keep an eye out for the new supporter showcase section. Uh, I'm sure uh, we're going to have to post something on our page to try to figure out who we want to have on for that. Or I guess not yeah. who we want, but who's who will qualify for that, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it for today. We've gone for just over an hour. This might be our longest show ever. I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, so again, I'd uh, like to thank everybody for tuning in today. Thanks again to Jackie Foster. Thank you, Daryl, for uh, doing the show with me once again. And uh, everybody, make sure you're staying safe out there, staying, uh, staying busy, not too bored. And uh, as always, guys, make sure all of your bowls are touchers. <laughs> that's not how we say it. But thanks. Bye-bye.